This is a podcast. Oh boy. <laughs> it is. Uh, I this was is just a podcast. Waiting. Where is we it? play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> with people. <laughs> Each other. Each uh, other. Someone. That's what I don't know. Don't it's ask me. It's been a while. Don't ask me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Make Believe Heroes. I am your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul. And today we are embarking on a new adventure with some new friends. Hi, I'm Alan. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Magnolia McLaren. Oh, my. (laughs) Hi, my name's Madlock, and I play Cassian, the Knight of Dervetta. Cool. My name is Shane, and I play Garu Gobsmack, the halfling cleric. Gobsmack. <laughs> That's how I'm going to feel after playing this. I'm going to feel gobsmacked. <laughs> this is a uh, another edition of our Make Believe Champions one-shots, and we're very excited to have you guys on to play with us. So we're going to play some dungeons and possibly some dragons. You never know. Um, but I will say this emphatically. There will be no Orange Drake and Kelly. <laughs> uh, just to go ahead and just sort of curb any potential expectations, because everyone's like, oh, maybe this is the time that Paul's going to like introduce the... That will never happen. Hey, Paul, hot, hot yeah. take right now. Do you okay. agree with this? The Orange Drake on Kelly is as real as Peas is. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to roll this giant blue 20 Probably a good idea. Let's go, bro. Don't roll good. Start, start and whatever good. I roll, I'm going to add that to every roll. Oh, roll oh. it's a so natural that's zero. <laughs> oh, that's not good. It's an 18. Ooh. It's illegal. We did. <laughs> we did. We're doomed. <laughs> yeah, better not add that to the D20 rolls. Hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's play some dungeons and some dragons. We open in a strange place. It's shrouded in darkness, but also somehow not. There's a a sort of twilight that permeates the area, allowing any creature to see through the dimness as clearly as if it were a sunlit courtyard. Above you, there's an inky, dark sky. But it's different from the deep black and blue of the natural world. This sky is like the deepest, darkest silver. There are no stars to speak of, and yet there are still glittering points of light stretched across the sky. It's unclear exactly what these lights are, which glow with a pale light, but they are not stars. The ground beneath your feet is covered with a heavy film of fog, about waist high. Ahead of you, the dark ground rises up, a great hill reaching high upward toward the deep metallic sky. Your feet begin to move of your own accord as a sudden yearning desire dwells up in your heart to climb that hill to see for yourself what waits on the other side. You march forward up out of the thick fog and onto the dark mountain ahead. You march, 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 pressing upward. You do not tire. You simply follow the path that you can now see is laid out before you as if it had been treaded by countless others for eons past. After moments or hours or days, you're not quite sure, The steepness of this mount begins to decline, and slowly, you crest the top. 
As your eyes break over the top of the dark mountain, they are filled with a cold, pale light. Hanging above the tip of this mount, just beyond reach, is a full, pale moon. You're entranced by its ethereal beauty, the light of which threatens to bewitch your mind completely. But as your feet continue forward of their own volition, your eyes follow the trace of moonlight down like a cylindrical beam of light over a perfectly circular platform, raised up from the dark mountain as a shining steel stage. In the center of that platform is a figure standing vigilant. He is larger than life, both taller than any man and broader of shoulder than any beast. His head is adorned with a crown of pure moonlight pale, white, and tall, bearing on it the crest of the anvil, the hammer, and the crescent moon. His eyes glow silver, and his long, dark beard form a curtain around his expressionless lips. His skin is the color of ash, and his hair the color of the metallic sky above him. He stands with his arms crossed over a thick breastplate of the purest mithril silver, his body completely covered in heavy armor. His crossed arms rest on the end of a great war hammer, its head resting on the steel stage beneath him. As you crest the mount, the figure speaks. Fear not, it is I. Join us, we have much to discuss, and the hour is late. Hearing that, you continue forward toward him on the stage. As you do, you each notice two others cresting the mount at the same moment from either side. In this moment, why don't you, Felicia, Madlock, Shane, describe what your characters look like to each other? We'll start with Felicia. Okie dokie. So Magnolia is a high elf. Mm. She has red hair. She has green eyes. Mm. She is a monk. Okay. So she is in, I wouldn't say fancy attire. It's kind of plain, but also like she likes to be pretty. Okay. So she's kind of done up a little. Her hair's done nice. Kind of put in a ponytail, but it's a nice ponytail. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's a nice ponytail, right. (laughs) Her outfit is pretty red. Like, it's not, it's just like two colors, like red and white. Okay. Her arms are wrapped up around her wrist, and she carries a quarterstaff. Is it like strapped to her back or is it in her hand? Yeah, right now it's strapped to her back. Okay. So, Madlock. Cassian is a pierce human. Uh, His eyes are a bright green. Uh, similar to an emerald. His, the sides of his hair are shaved with uh, the top pulled back into a man bun. Mm. He has a full beard and a very cold look on his face. With a scar across the right side of his cheek, uh, he stands around average uh, height. Uh, and he's a thin, uh, thin uh, warrior. Okay. His armor is a brilliant deep blue mithril with silver mm. inlays. Mm. On the center of his chest plate is a the symbol of Devetta. Uh, and on his hip, he has two weapons. A simple hand axe and a gold hilt with no blade. Mm. And that is Cassian. Alright. And what about you, Shane? What do we see? Eru Goddess Mac is a middle-aged halfling, so he's about 75 years old. Mm. He's got eyes the color of tarnished silver, and his skin mm. is the color of milky tea. Oh, wow. <laughs> he has brown hair, and he's wearing the symbol of Paylor. Oh. And he's carrying a mace and a boomerang. If you look closely at the boomerang, you'll see there's a word inscribed on the side, but you can't quite make out what it is. Hmm. A boomerang. Interesting. 
So as you three step up over the crest of this hill, seeing before you who is quite clearly the god Dervetter, uh, Cassian, you are quite familiar. You all uh, approach the striking figure, and, and now you spot there is actually a fourth uh, person, or a fifth, I guess, counting Dervetter, standing next to Dervetter. Much, much, much shorter, uh, but standing right next to him. Uh, Alan, who do we see? We see Char. Char Ginsis oh Kintel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he is a portly, older fellow. Mm. Uh, he's got, noticeably, for those who may be familiar with his uh, past visage, mm. he's got noticeably more uh, ashen skin mm-hmm. uh, and marks of what looks like soot. You know, he looks like he just like rolled around in a bunch of ash somewhere mm-hmm. and, you know, like a chimney sweep from mm. Mary Poppins. Okay. And he, uh, his, the fringe of gray hair is actually flame. And mm. he is wielding a mace, just kind of holding it, uh, on his shoulder, you know, like the chimney sweep would hold his chimney sweeper. I think that's called a broom, right? Chimney broom. Is that- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it probably is called a chimney sweeper. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what He's that thing is, one. right? Yeah. It's a weapon, though. A deadly weapon. Okay. So now, standing in the presence of a god, he speaks to you all again. And as he does, his voice is very low, but somehow it, it seems to almost reverberate in your ears as if it were coming down a deep tunnel of stone. Thank you for joining me here, children. You have each been chosen by your gods at this needful hour, for time is growing short. I am Dervetter, god of the mountain, and I've called you here to make an urgent request. Your world is in great danger. Forces of evil have moved against the gods, and for the first time since the creation of Manumi, there is a threat to all of existence. The gods are moving again. This world is about to be changed forever. Geru, you have been summoned by Pelor, my brother. Cassian, once again, you've answered my call. And he'll uh, he'll kneel down, actually. Yeah. And you, Magnolia. I Provolian. Now, just to be clear, Geru, where were you before this? I was uh, in the monastery packing up my bags, getting ready to leave the monastery for the last time. Mm-hmm. And as you were doing so, did you like do some prayer or meditation? Yeah, I did. As you were meditating, you just woke up at the bottom of this hill. Yeah. So it's a bit confusing, perhaps. <laughs> I, it's not that unusual to me. I've been assuming that Paylor would show me my next step after leaving the monastery. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised, but I totally trust that this is Paylor's will. Excellent. Now, as for you, um, Magnolia, it's Magnolia, right? Yes. I'm going to get that. As You're for you, as for you, Magnolia, uh, you were in the monastery as well, but in Venthaven or outside of Venthaven, right? Yeah, I was practicing my meditation and astral projection. Right. And here I am. So. But still, a bit surprising to suddenly Very be surprised. <laughs> standing in the presence of a god. Very surprised. Um. 
Cassian, this is just like Tuesday for you. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> <Except>, bro? <laughs> <laughs> war is brewing. One like the world has not seen since the beginning, since the War of Light. We're going to need all the help that we can get. Every hand, every sword, every hammer, every soul. And he lowers his gaze to the elemental standing beside him. This is Chargenzis. He is an elemental, a visitor from the Nine Hells. Much obliged. <laughs> he came here with a message for me from the new king of those lower planes. Even there, the darkness has begun brewing, and they're locked into war. And these are days unlike any we've ever seen. And so I must ask for your help. He turns around, and he lifts his enormous hammer and points it up toward the sky. As he does, you see one of those sparkling lights above you uh, just burn bright with a blaze, and then there is a strike like lightning of this pale silver light as it strikes just outside of the steel platform that you are standing on. As it connects with the black mountain, the light forms into a pale silvery staircase. This stair will take you to the home of a lost friend of the gods. He served us greatly in the first war for which he gave his life. He has had eons now to rest and to play, but the time has come for us to call on him once more. Unfortunately, he has refused to answer that call. He can be somewhat temperamental, I'm afraid he's grown quite complacent in his afterlife. And now I'd like to ask you for... He says, looking down at Chargenzis with like a eyebrow lifted. <laughs> To follow this path to the home of one Sinean the Conqueror. He is mighty and he is proud. But perhaps if he sees you again, especially the living. He says specifically to Garu and Magnolia, with another glance down at Char. <laughs> perhaps then he will change his mind. The hour has come and Monumi needs the Duricon Kelly. The orange one. Not that one. He says, not that one. I'm going to create that one. That's actually a myth, actually. Its power is too great. There is no orange. I'm not sure. I've heard rumors. It's not real. Um, It's not real. Wow. Taken from the mouth of a god, it's not real. It exists on the other continent. (laughs) It's not real. It doesn't exist. Um. (laughs) What say you? Will you answer the call? Of course, my lord. Your will is... will be done. Paylor brought me here and I'll do what he asks. He gives you a nod. Magnolia's going to, like, put her fist in her palm and, like, bow. Uh. Prevalian made a good choice. And she just smiles. Okay. And looks at everybody. Okay. He kind of holds his hammer down and he looks over at you, Char. I'm here, aren't I? That's not quite an answer, really. <laughs> yes, you are. You are here. But are you going to go on this mission? I mean, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of just looks quizzically at you. Well, all right then. I will offer you all my blessing. And he holds his uh, warhammer forward, and a light shines forth on all of you. And as it does, you feel like a cold burning on your hands, like on the, the back of your hand, uh, your dominant hand. 
This blessing will grant you superior vision in the darkness, for where you are headed, it is very dark. And it will sustain you for a time if things turn for the worse. For be ye warned, this place was crafted for Sinean. As such, it is a place of war. His place of rest is one littered with enemies and aberrations. And they will try to stop you, for the only thing they know is battle and death. You'll have to fight your way through to Sinean. Please, do not fail. Bring the Sapphire Dragon back with you, and you will greatly please your gods. Hey, uh, I already have dark vision. Can I get a little extra something-something? It's, it's better vision. Sure, it's better than... It's better, trust me. Uh, okay. It's, it's good. But also, also said, it will sustain you. For a time, if things turn for... Are you sure that you want to take on this task? Uh, yeah, I mean... Cassian, if I'm being quite honest, I'm not sure how I feel about this uh, being from the Lord Plains. <laughs> well, at the very least, my lord, if I may, he'll, he'll be able to soak up at least a few hits for me. Right, right. <laughs> I'm quite hardy, but I'm also really good at throwing people in front of me. Too. I just realized... Uh, that we have three clerics. <laughs> and a monk. Quite a godly assortment we have here. Go. If you'll step onto the staircase, it'll take you right where you need to be. Take my blessing and go. Cassian stands up, <laughs> uh, does a half bow, and begins mm-hmm. walking down the staircase. Okay. Magnolia bows again and kind of like she dashes over there, but you really it's not really like she's just running a straight line. She's purposefully... Jumping here to there to she's, there. She's parkouring her way to the staircase. Yes. Okay. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Gary walks up to uh, Char and uh, just looks at him for a moment because he's never seen mm. anything like him. Mm-hmm. And then he turns and uh, follows the rest to the stairway. <laughs> uh, Char uh, looks at uh, Dear Vetter and just kind of gives one of these like, you know, like a not a <laughs> not a nod down, just kind of like the the kind of uh, upward nod. Yeah. And, and then Sup. walks away. Like, uh, as you give him the nod, he says, um, For your aid, we'll discuss your request once again if you return with Simeon. My request for the extra something-something? For the message. Did, you, did your king not tell you what the message was? The one you gave me? Or he just sends you with a paper? Is that... Uh... He he just sent me with a paper. We'll talk with parchment. It's got a we'll seal on it. it. I'm not going to break it. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> go. You better hurry. You better uh, you better hurry. They're waiting, and uh, I've got things to do. Oh no, we didn't stop. We we just kept walking. <laughs> oh, 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 you guys are on the staircase. <laughs> I'm parkouring up the staircase or whatever. Okay. You head over, Char. He uh he kind of putt putts toward the staircase. Oh, okay, <laughs> dear God. Uh, the moment that Char, the last of you, the moment that his feet touch the staircase, it zips back up toward the sky again with a uh, strike like a lightning bolt, taking you with it. And Dervetter remains on his platform in his solitude, the god of death, once more. You all suddenly appear. Uh, at the top of this staircase where it just zaps you up and you land on your feet on hard earth before you there is an enormous chasm 
Uh, think like the Grand Canyon in terms of depth, but quite narrow uh, in a lot of places. I mean, you know, maybe 30 to 50 feet across, but not not quite of the uh, the width. It's it's definitely a path. And from where you're standing, there are great walls of stone all around you. And you can't really see that far ahead because the path just splits between these walls and descends toward the bottom of this chasm. Ahead of you, down, you can see darkness. Behind you, the earth or whatever you want to call it, the land, the ground beneath your feet ends, and it is just open metallic sky. Like if you were to dive off, you would just fall forever. Uh, Cassian takes uh, one of his uh, light crossbow bolts, mm-hmm. casts the light spell on it, mm-hmm. and shoots it into the darkness. Okay, so you fire your bolt of light. It glows with a similar light of the staircase you just stepped off of, that same like pale moonlight of Dervetter. And uh, it just fires off into the darkness, and it you know you see it travel. And as it does, you see almost like a spotlight burning through there, and you see nothing but land as far as it'll go, and then it skitters to a stop. Hmm. Well, does anyone have any ideas? Should we just keep walking? Well, if we don't walk, we're not going to get there. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Char just says, uh, he looks around, he kind of walks, waddles over to the edge of the the chasm, Mm -hmm. and carefully looks down, and he's like, yeah, let's just walk. Magnolia runs up next to Char, like trying. I mean, she just appears right next to Char, and she's mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing?" Char trips her. <laughs> <Just kidding. Doubt> <laughs> she just uh, looks over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm, what are you doing, Char? Char startles and jumps and falls down the thing. Hold on. She grabs you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she stops and says, "You you almost knocked me down the thing, and then and then you stopped me. So I guess we're even." Uh, I was looking down the thing to see what's <laughs> down it. The thing, it's it's deep. I don't. Hmm. I don't think we want to go down in that if we can't help it. You should probably keep up. Just saying. And she just runs off. Keep up with what? And she yells back, "Us!" <laughs> so Char follows at a leisurely pace. <laughs> oh boy. Um, she just runs off. Great. She's just smiling. Does the path go down into the chasm, or is it on continue on the other side of the chasm? So it goes down into it. Okay. It there the, there seems to only really be one path uh, at the moment, and it is leading right down into it. Uh, so, are you all proceeding forward into the darkness? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. That's always a good choice, you know. I um, like it. So you are walking forward, um, and for now, it's very quiet. There's not a wind stirring. Uh, the sky above you is is just like the sky that was there um, at the Mount of Dervetter. It's that deep gray or deep, deep, deep dark silver. But as you descend further and further into the chasm, it becomes more and more difficult for you to actually have a view of that sky. But you can all see. Uh, and for some of you, that's like, like Char said, you've been able to see in the dark pretty well for most of your life. But for um, for Garu specifically, I think this is probably the first time that you've ever experienced anything quite like this. It's as if your vision shifts, and even in this darkness, which is darker than anything you've ever been in, probably, maybe not Cassian, maybe not Char, who knows. <laughs> but it is it is utter darkness, 
And as you're moving through, like I said, you don't hear anything. Um, you, it's Everything seems to be fine for now, but you're traveling, walking forward slowly. Uh, I'm sure somewhat vigilant as you're walking. What are you doing? Uh, paying attention to uh, any uh, movement in the darkness. Okay. He eyes his uh, compatriots over uh, looking at the uh, other cleric specifically. I see. What realms of magic did your gods grant you the domains? Well, it's good for a time such as this. My domain is domain of light. That is a good time. Uh, as Devetus, my lord, I am a cleric of the grave domain. That sounds serious. <laughs> we help enforce the cycle of life and death. And now I'm more of uh, the enforcer of his f- faction. And he'll uh, pat his uh, uh, bladeless hilt. And I am of the death domain. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. How long have we been walking so far? Uh, You know, probably 10, 15 minutes is all. Okay, so um, the light spell actually lasts for an hour. Can I... uh, Are we any closer to uh, seeing the light spell? Yeah, I'd say within 15 minutes you've probably gotten to where you fired it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 pick it up and put it back in my holster. It also okay. lasts for another hour, so there's just light around us. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and roll me a perception check? Got it. Let's go with perception, and that is a nice little eighteen. All right, that's not too bad. Not too bad. You're moving forward. You said you're kind of keeping you know eyes and ears out for things. I mean, Dervetter specifically told you all, uh, "Hey, bad." Bad things. Bad place. Place of war. Place of death. Uh, anybody else want to give me a perception? Oh. Yeah, I'll do one. Let's just call it a group perception check, shall we? In that case, I'll also like to use my ability, Eyes of the Grave, where okay. I can sense the presence of the undead uh, for a total of 60 feet around me. That okay. isn't protected by divine magic. Okay. So everyone go ahead and give me your perception checks. I got a 17. Okay. I did too. I got a 16 total. Okay. Twins. Um, so you all rolled pretty well. So Cassian, you activate your, um, your what's it called? Eyes of the Grave. You activate your Eyes of the Grave, uh, sort of turning on your sense, specifically tuned toward the undead. Because you specifically hate that the most. You know the location of any undead within 60 feet that is behind total cover and that isn't protected from divination magic uh, until the end of your next turn. So you don't sense the location of any undead, but you do sense you do have a growing unease. With each step, you feel something in the pit of your gut. Uh, You know that the undead are here, okay? Without hesitation, he grabs his the hilt and uh-huh. activates it, and out from the uh, center of it pops a blade of light mm. that emits a aura of light uh, for 10 feet. No, it's 10 feet by 10 feet, bright and dim. Okay. Uh, you all see Cassian um, summon his sword of light. He grabs it from the uh, his uh, waist, rips it out, and holds it up a light, and uh, tries to use it to illuminate the area around him. 
Okay. So the area around you is still just stone. Um, stone to either side. It's probably like a like a 30-foot gap you're walking through, more or less. You're just walking, and you're all sort of using this light, plus you're given uh, extra super superior dark vision. And you can see pretty clearly, um, and there's nothing around you. Do you say anything, Cassian? I sense evil. An abomination is near. The undead. <gasps> hmm. Magnolia will take her staff off her back. Okay. And she doesn't just take off her back. She grabs it and twirls it around, sure. throws it up in the air. Yeah. And kind of stands. Yeah, with a flourish. Don't worry, we're ready. Char just kind of hefts his mace. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I put a tighter grip on my boomerang and uh, hold it ready. Mm. So you guys continue forward slowly, watching, listening, and as you're stepping forward, let's see, what were your perception checks? Um, Cassian had an 18, 16, 17, 17, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a 16. You are listening, watching, right? Yes, uh, keeping your eyes peeled. Yeah, eyes peeled, listening, watching. You don't see anything. But as you're stepping forward, you do all sort of start to hear something kind of strange at first, it's very, very quiet, but as, as you're stepping forward, you hear something. It almost sounds like crackling of footsteps. I cast aid at third level on myself. Okay. Let's go with our good old friend Garu and Magnolia. And is there a... Is this just three people? Yeah, just three people. Uh, so myself, uh, Magnolia, and uh, Garu gain third level. Uh, so 10 maximum hit points. And uh, current hit points are increased by that as well for eight hours. So everyone gets uh, 10 more max health. Okay. Sick. Yay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you do that. And you guys are continuing forward. You're hearing this sort of crackling of feet. And then all at once it starts to get kind of louder. And it sounds like, you know, dirt shifting, rocks grounding together quietly not like a like a rock slide or anything you guys look around you don't see anything falling from above you don't uh you don't you don't see any dust and then all at once the ground falls out from underneath you ah! <laughs> uh, all four of you at once suddenly realize that you have fallen into an enormous sort of pit trap um unfortunately none of you rolled high enough to spot it mm. oh. It was very well hidden. And you fall. You don't fall far. In fact, you're, it's it's less of a like fall and crash. And you don't hit any spikes or anything like that. It's sort of like the ground just goes with you. So if you're, you're going to fall, you're all going to roll me 1d6 of falling damage. Got it. Because it's like I said, it's not, a, it's not a full like you're actually falling and landing on a hard surface. It's kind of like a rock slide fall. <laughs> One point. I rolled a two. Mm. I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> I got four. Felicia, but you can you can fall gracefully. I mean, I can use my slow fall if you want to. But that's a is that it's a reaction. Key? No. Is it cost key? No. Well, then yeah, this is a reaction. So you see Magnolia, and she just kind of kind of like hopping from rock yeah, to rock. You see her just hopping. All the rocks that's falling. Yeah, she's hopping down. And you you take no damage. Yeah, it's handy. It's Boom. a cool cool monk thing. You're all falling, sliding, whatever. You settle at the bottom of this this hole. And you can see up above you the opening. It's probably 15-ish feet up. And where you're standing, you all kind of pick yourselves up and dust yourselves off and look around. And it's like a big open cavern where you're standing. 
I'd say it's probably more like 20 feet up now that I think about it. So you're about 20 feet down in this hole. You're in some sort of an open cavern, and you can see there is a path going off in one direction. You're picking yourselves up. You're kind of throwing rocks off of you, making sure you're all okay. Cassian, you still got your sword in your hand, right? Yes. That light is uh, burning and, and glowing around. Magnolia, as you st- uh, step lively down, landing uh, softly on your feet, and everyone's sort of picking themselves up, you see something uh, moving. Hmm. She's probably going to go near. Oh, okay. You're just going to walk forward? I'll probably say, hmm, I don't think we're alone down here. And you step toward whatever moved? Yep, with her staff in front of her. All right, you step toward whatever moved, your staff in front of you. And as you do, you see stepping into this cavern uh, through that little pathway that's leading out a group of creatures like nothing you've ever seen. (laughs) They are pale-skinned. They are like hunchbacked. Uh, long arms with big claws on the ends of them. Uh, There are five of them that are around the size of a normal humanoid. And then there are two of them that look like the size of about a Goliath hunched over. And you hear them let loose a shriek, and they all charge into the cavern towards you all. To battle! (laughs) As they're charging, she will say, hmm, well, hello there. Cassium, uh, by the way, there are uh, there are seven undead now charging towards you. You can you can sense and and you see their location and you know that it's undead, and here they are. So let's roll initiative. Got it. Do do. Rolling. Oh. That's probably one of the highest I've ever rolled on Cassian. A sixteen. All right. All right. Total of fourteen. All right. I got the sixteen minus ten. <laughs> minus ten. <laughs> Uh, I, got, I rolled a six, and my proficiency bonus is a zero. Aha. Uh-huh. That's uh, that's fun. Magnolia got an 11. Okay. So, Char, you got a six. Cassian has a 16. Say, Garu had a 14? That's correct. And then an 11 for Magnolia. And then we're going to roll here, and then we're going to start. Okay. Okay. I think I may have said there were only five of the normal size ones. There are actually six of the normal humanoid hmm. size ones, and then two what? of the extra large ones. Hi. So the first thing that is going to happen is Cassian, dusting himself, raising his sword up, is going to get to go. All right. Cassian, with a raising up his holy focus, mm-hmm. calls forth a second level spiritual weapon to attack the closest undead-like uh, being. I'll tell you what, just just as a free sort of thing, uh, why don't you give me a history check? Got it. That's going to be a 19. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you immediately recognize this as a pack of ghouls and guests. Don't let them bite you. Being uh, being very familiar with Undead. Yep, and, and I, I, I let the uh, party know of the uh, any negative effects from the ghoul's bite, I believe, that turns okay. you into a zombie. Kind of shouting out while you, while you fight what you know. Uh, what you know is basically that just if you can keep from it, their bite can... Can hurt can hurt you in bad ways. It can affect you in bad ways. Uh, so you charge forward, and the way it's sort of going is the six ghouls are taking the front, and their two hulking uh, superiors are uh, staying in the back right now. So you are going to move in on the first ghoul. So go ahead, and uh, what you going to do? I'm going to use my second level spiritual weapon and mm-hmm. uh, as a bonus action and smack him with it. Okay. And that is going to be a. 19 to hit. Let me see. Yeah, uh, yep, I think it's, uh, that's going to do it. So that's a hit. Rolling for damage at level 2. That's going to be a 10 force damage. Wow. 
So it's force damage? Yes. Okay. And then as a bonus action, uh -huh. Cassian's going to take his Sunblade and smack it with a basic uh, attack blade with a Blade of Light. Well, let me... One second. Your your magic weapon yes. that you summoned. That's an action, right? Bonus action. It's a well it's okay. So you've only got one bonus action. So you're gonna use your action to attack it with the sword and your bonus action to use the spiritual weapon. Or what is it? How does that work? Uh so to summon and attack with the spiritual weapon mm -hmm. is a bonus action. You can attack uh -huh. with it on the first time you summon it. Is no concentration and it lasts for one minute. I see. I'm looking at it now. Okay. I was trying to find it on the sheet. I got it. All right, so now you're going to use your action to attack with your sword, your sunblade. Yes, I'm going to cool, cool, cool. uh because it's an undead, I do bonus damage. Right. So this is going to be a 17. That is a hit. And that's going to be 8 radiant damage plus another 3 extra for a total of 11. <laughs> so you hack and slash this thing. Uh, what does your spiritual weapon look like, by the way? It looks like uh, Derveda's uh, main weapon. It takes the symbol oh, okay. of his his weapon. Cool, cool, cool. So you summon this sort of like Warhammer of Light, which you bring crashing down. When you do, it knocks the thing down, and then you bring your Sunblade and slash across it, and you just lop one of its arms completely off. Uh, and this like black ichor is pouring out of it, but it's still flopping around and writhing. It is not dead. It is a bad, bad shape, but it's not dead. I move back to try and get back with the group. Well, if you move back, it's going to have an opportunity attack on you. All right, then I'll, I'll stay where I am. Just going to stay engaged. Yeah. And they're all moving in around you since you kind of stepped up in the front, which, I mean, you know, that's your that's your whole thing. Let's do it. Yeah. One of the big ones sees you slash its, you know, bro or whatever, and it just leaps forward over <laughs> you. Uh, and leaping forward onto you, like into your biz, right up in your biz, it's going to attack you for what you did because it didn't like that. It was not pleased, <laughs> and uh, it's going to now attack you. Let's see what happens here. Oof. Okay, it was almost a poor roll, but then it wasn't a poor roll. Uh, so that is, uh, it's, it is trying to first. It's going to try and claw you. Okay. Gotcha. So it it leaps over and with its claws it just brings them slashing towards you and it's going to try and claw you and that is a twenty three to hit. That hits. <laughs> Okay, so with well, a twenty-three, almost rolled a ten, but it, it was it was higher. Okay, well, that's not too bad. You you incur six damage, slashing damage, and I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Ooh, for what? Oh, poise. Mm. Uh that's a fifteen. Okay, so that's good enough. So you you succeed, and you just take. Did I say six damage? I, I didn't incur the bonus. It's actually nine total with the bonus. Ah! Nine total damage. That destroys me. It almost took out your bonus ten. That yeah. you granted yourself. It also, man, it stinks. Like once it gets right up in your business, it is oppressive how bad this thing stinks. <sighs> like uh, eyes rolling back in your head, trying to focus, stank. Garu, you see all that has occurred so far, and these things are rushing towards you all. What would you like to do? Are they within 120 feet of me? Uh, yes, I would say. I would say <laughs> they are. I'd say they are within 120 feet. Okay, the one, the big one that attacked Cassian. I'm going to uh, shoot a guiding bolt at that one. Oh. Cool, cool, cool. Make that roll. Okay, that's uh, that's a total of 10. Oh, that's not going to do it, unfortunately. Okay, let's see. <laughs> so that was my action. Let's see what I can do for uh, something else, my bonus action. Any bonus action stuff you got going? You've got, you can use spiritual weapon. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, let's do that. All right. You find my character sheet, spiritual weapon. Here it is. 
Okay. Total of 25. To hit? That's right. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it. <laughs> uh, what level are you casting this at? Cast that at second level. Cool, cool, cool. So at second level, so it's 1d8. 1d8 plus 3 for your damage. So that is a hit. Is it? Is it a melee weapon that you create? Yeah, it is. Looks like a mace. Yeah, you'll have to step up and engage, right? Yes. Okay, so go ahead and roll me that 1d8 plus your, uh, I think, plus 3, looks like. That's right. All right. That's a 4. So 4 plus 3? That's a 4 total. Ah, okay. Well, you do deal 4 damage. You whack it with your uh, your spiritual mace, if it will. And you're going to... You, that's. I guess you'll have to end your turn there up in its biz. Yeah. Okay. So Cassian and Garu are both engaged with this enormous beast. Garu smacks it with his uh, mace. And then the other enormous beast launches forward to engage with the two of you. And uh, it's going to come at you, Garu with a slashing swipe of its claws. Ah, okay. Okay, what's your AC? 18. That is a miss. Ah, yes. So. Thank Paylor. It comes swiping in, but it's so big that, you know, it just swipes right over your head. It's not used to to dealing with the halflings. (laughs) It's not expecting the short guys. (laughs) It whiffs. Also, my goodness, does this thing just reek. I mean, it is oppressive how bad this thing stinks. And now you're both up in there, and it's it's really, really difficult uh, for you to just deal. Magnolia. Yes. What would you like to do? Okay. So I'm standing here with the little ones. And you're in the uh, you charged forward, didn't you? Yes. So yeah, you're kind of all up in the mix with the little ones. I'm gonna use my quarter staff okay. with one hand okay. and kind of hit one, mm-hmm. and then as I hit it, the other side of it's going to land on the ground, and then I'm gonna kick another one twice. Does that make sense? Sure. So you have two attacks. And you're so I do- can hit quarter staff, quarter staff with yes. a. You can. You could hit twice with a quarterstaff, and then you can also spend your key points if you want to use Flurry of Blows. Um, to do the two hits. Yep, and, and that, that doesn't cost a bonus action or anything. After you take the attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes. So you could hit okay. hit with your quarterstaff twice and then punch and kick. Uh, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're sort of a ninja. I am a ninja. Uh, it's a flurry of blows, if you will. <laughs> a whirlwind of fists, feet, and staff. What y'all? All right. So you're, you're really just going to me up, man. Go for go for ghoul, letter B, or whatever. Okay, cool, uh, cool, cool. You're going to try and hit him with your core staff yep. first? All right. Going up, hitting them. Seven plus eight. That'll do it. Sweet. So that is 1d6 plus five. Correct. Okay. Poop. Six. All right. So six damage on the first hit. You're hitting the same guy again? Uh, yeah, I'll hit him again with quarter the staff again. quarter staff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'll do. So 15 plus eight. All right. Give me another d8 plus five. D6 plus 5. Eight, I'm sorry. Eight. It's a D6. Yeah. You're doing one-handed. So, okay. that is neat. Okay. Eight damage. Eight. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Looking pretty good. You're going to flurry of blows? Yes. You're going to just beat this guy to death, literally? I might. All right. Let's see it. I might just do it. Okay. Okay. Make so, I spend you. one key. That's right. So, nine plus eight. That's a hit. And your bonus is redonkulous. Four plus five. Okay. So, that's nine. Okay. So, um, how does your first punch kill it? I punch him. Right in the throat. <laughs> mm, and his head just pops off? Sure. Okay, you pop his head off. You technically still have another fist or foot. You want to do like a spin kick with your other flurry of blow attack? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, you're right in the mix with them. So there do are I have to roll to you. Uh, again for yeah, the second you one? you got to roll to attack. Uh, each one is a separate each attack. Each one is a separate attack. Remember that, Felicia. Okay, wow. It would be really hard for you to you miss know, these guys. That's a 20. Yeah. Dirty 20. Okay, roll me another D6. Give me a 6 on this one. Oh! It's a 5, right? It's a 5. Okay, so 10. Yes. So that's okay. 10. Okay. All right. Did you like that, Paul? 
I did. You're welcome. I liked it. And she's just gonna, like, as soon as she lands after doing all that, she's just gonna, like, dust off her shoulder from where that person, like, you know, his head popped off. That's gross. She's just gonna, like, ugh. All right, you pop one's head off, and then you just kick one in the chest. Mm -hmm. Kind of bounces it back. Once that happens, Char, it's your turn. So, what's the landscape look like? Uh, Things have been moving. You're still back. You've not engaged, and they're moving toward you. But the only ones that have, quote, moved this turn are the ghasts. So all the ghouls are still kind of in the front. The ghasts are engaged with Cassian and Garu. Uh, Magnolia has jumped in the mix of six of these ghouls. One of them, I say six, five of them. One of them is dead. One of them is on the ground in front of Cassian with its arm lopped off, and the other four are surrounding uh, um, Magnolia. Okay. How many can I fit in a 15-foot cone without hitting anybody else? Without hitting anyone else, you would have to kind of go to one side of Magnolia. So I would say you could hit half of those ghouls. I'll round it up to three, including the one she just kicked. Okay, so I'm going to hit half of those ghouls with the burning hands. Oh, yeah. So I maneuver... And then Char puts his finger, his hands up, his thumbs touching, and his fingers spread, and then just kind of wiggles his fingers a little. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Jazz hands? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Awesome. And then he goes, burn them all. And then, <laughs> and then kind of like gags a little from the smell. <laughs> it's like, burn them, <coughs> burn them all. And then uh, they have to make a dex 13 saving throw. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll... For all three. Yeah, you are. What's the DC? 13. They all fail. Yay. So these three fail. So they take 10 fire damage. Oof. And the fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Some of the rocks catch fire. Ah! Yeah. Which is weird. Char is like licking his lips. Yes! It's like goopy fire rocks. (laughs) Char, please. (laughs) So the first thing that happens now is the one-armed ghoul at your feet, Cassian, is going to flop around and try and dig its claws into your your leg. It can try. It's going to try. That's what it's going to do. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Tracy? A nice little 20. It's a 21. <laughs> 17 plus 4. Wow. All right. So the damage is pretty, pretty uh, minimal here. Let me roll it. Seven slashing damage. Oof. And if you're not an elf or an undead, you have to make a con save. Gotcha. Does a 20 save? Yes. Yeah, that does. Yeah, that saves. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're good. But you, you did get stabbed in the like in the calf. Just like a stuck those claws right in your calf. <sighs> now, well, let's see. The next one, the one that Magnolia kicked that was subsequently set aflame by Char is just twirling and spinning and it's going to try and slash you, Magnolia. Bring it on. AC? 17. That's a 13. So that's a miss. Woo. He's flopping around. He is in pretty bad shape. He looks like... Um, Poor guy. Yeah, he needs to just probably be, just be put out of his misery. Next, one of the ones also who is inflamed by Char is going to run screeching toward Char. Ooh. What? No, stop. It's another 21 <laughs> to hit. That misses. It leaps through the air and is go- uh, going... It's just biting you. Char says, ow, 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 stop. You take 12 <laughs> piercing damage. Oh, snap. As it, like, lands on you and bites you. One joins the fray against Cassian. Gonna try and slash him with his claws, following a delete of its superior. Ah, this one is only a 14, so that's a no. And then the final one is going to go at you, Garu. Of course. <laughs> uh, it's a natural 20. Oh. <laughs> ah. Oh, hey, guess what? 
I'm gonna use an ability called uh, uh oh yeah Sentinel at Death's Door and negate the critical effect of that. It still hits, but it's not a critical anymore. So you can do that on your pals too. Yep, it's a rea uh, It's not. Yeah, it's a reaction. Okay, I'm gonna need you to um, to throw your character sheet in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we we That's we, cool. we chat about this. It's funny. Sentinel at death's door is a reaction. When you were a creature, you can see. So if it's a crit, you can turn that hit into a normal hit. Sick. So you just gonna take normal damage. Uh, so how, how does that like manifest itself? Uh, I would say it's sort of like a, a, a armor, a ghostly armor appears around him as I look at him and uh, ah, as he gets cool. attacked. Oh, cool. So you, you, you notice that this thing is coming in and like Garrow does not see it and you just sort of magic or well, using your divine power, you sort of resist it for him. Okay. So you're going to take eight piercing damage from that, Garrow. Okay. <laughs> the non-crit damage crit. <laughs> so that's one of five. So I've only got to roll five more crits to actually get one through. Uh, unless I can, unless, I can, unless wow. I can split the party. So let me see. I got to think, think about this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So uh, then I need a con save from you, Garu. Okay. This is an 11 plus two. That is enough. You succeed. So you are good. You guys are running really well on these saves. Like, I'll just be, I'll just level with you. It's a 10, but it's not that hard to roll under a 10 on like a save. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a, pl a plus, you know, anyway. So quit rolling well and quit negating my crits and quit killing all Throw my bad the guys. Dice. Or you're all fired. So that is the end of his turn. And now we go back around to Cassian. Cassian, you've got a ghoul stabbing your leg and a ghast slashing your chest. Wow. And I don't like either of this. No, no, no. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spiritual weapon mm -hmm. the one at my leg. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll for that. That's going to be a nice little 25. Okay. I was going to give you advantage, but you don't need it. <laughs> it immediately is dead. Okay. It has one hit point. I dare you to do less. Mm -hmm. uh, Negative two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you kill it with your hammer. You just like crush it. Yep. And um, what what's the biggest uh, undead here? It's the one right in front of you slashing you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and swing at it with my Sunblade, and I'm going to Divine Smite it at first level. Okay. And that gets a bonus because it's also undead, so that's going to be whew, a lot of damage. Let's roll that uh, roll that attack, my dude. Let's see it. 13. That mates. <laughs> Cheater pants. All right, rolling for damage. That's going to be a total of 19 radiant damage. Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> just make sure no, it, it's okay. So this is 19. utter chaos. So it does not, it, it doesn't kill him, but man, it, it gashes a big gash across his chest. Also something I forgot. I do need to make you a, uh, I need you to make me a save real quick. Uh, what kind? Constitution saving throw. Got it. Smells. 10. Yeah. That stank. A 10. Quit. Quit it. <laughs> It's a ten. <laughs> uh, wow. You you're 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 dealing with the stank for now. Um, <laughs> now. Well, actually, for I say for now, you're you're good. You're immune to its stank. Somehow, you know, it all, you know, you're kind of it's growing on you a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, the stank it smells, it smells like roses. <laughs> so you're good. Um, is that the end of your turn? Licking my lips, I end my turn. <laughs> oh, dear God, that's <laughs> oh, disgusting. God. <laughs> okay, uh, so the one you just slashed, he lets out a shrieking scream, and he is going to try and uh, just bury both hands of claws into your chest. That is a dirty 20. Oh, stop hitting me. So that meets. Man, these guys are rolling really good on your... Uh, 
Let's say, yeah, roll really good. Getting lucky. Let's see. So two of these, 11 damage. Oof. 25 health. 11, uh, this is uh, slashing damage. And I need another con save. You got it. Uh, let's go with a seven. That is a failure. <laughs> you are paralyzed for one minute. Plus three. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turn, and you offend its uh, effect on a success. Paralyzed creatures incapacitated. You can't move or speak. You automatically fail strength and dex saves. Attack rolls against you have advantage. <gasps> and any attack that hits you is a crit mm. no. if the attacker is within five feet. I might burn through those things real quick right here. Real quick. All right. I, let's see. I can't use uh, Path of the Grave <laughs> if I'm paralyzed. Oh, well, uh, can you? What does it? What does it? Uh, what does it require though? You might still be able to use it. Uh, can't take actions or reactions, so no, I can't use it. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't burn it up. Then I'll just have to kill you instead. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm just kidding. It's probably not going to happen. But it might. Okay. So you're paralyzed. Oh no. Garu, your friend goes rigid. Kind of lets out a. Ah! after getting stabbed, and now there are two of these things right up in your biz. One is the one that's been slashed, and one looks quite healthy with these big guys. What you want to do? I'm going to uh, go over to uh, Cassian and uh, touch him on the shoulder and cast Lesser Restoration. Oh my gosh, quit it. <laughs> quit it. All these clerics. Get out. You're all fired. Uh, oh, no, wow. I'm just teasing. Let's see. And that just that just does it, right? Like he's just healed of his paralysis? That's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you touch a creature, you can end one disease or condition. Sick. Uh, paralyzed is one of the listed conditions, so you're no longer paralyzed. <laughs> that is your action. You still have that uh, spiritual weapon? Yeah, I think that thing's still up. Yeah, it lasts for one minute, so ten rounds. So if you want to use that, you can. Yeah, let's do that. That's a spell. Yeah, it just says as a bonus action on your turn. Actually, it says you can move the weapon up to 20 feet. Yeah, okay. How's that big guy that was attacking us? Uh, so the one that is engaged with him is, is pretty wounded. There's another one right in front of you that is in perfect health. I mean, as okay. much as, as an undead can be in perfect health. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I'm sorry. I need a constitution saving throw. For me? Okay. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it, it, it's fine. It won't affect anything you've already done previously. Okay. It's, um... A 19 plus my, oh my constitution, gosh. okay, which is two. Well, you're you're <laughs> you you also are sort of acquiring a uh, you know a, a tolerance, maybe even a taste with this steak, which is concerning. You're concerned. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> but you're, you're immune to that. You don't have for 24 hours. You're good with the stank. So uh, you can make your attack if you want. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me. Maybe I'll cast this at a different level this time. So you've already cast it at second level. So it's just there. I just have to use it. Right. Okay. You. I mean, you could cast it again at a higher level if you wanted to, and just replace that one. You know. No. No. Okay. A total of 11. Okay. 11 to attack. That's right. Okay, so that's going to be a miss, oh. <laughs> unfortunately. But you did heal your friend, so that's good. He was going to get wrecked. So that's the end of your turn, I suppose? That's it. Okay, the one right in front of you that's really healthy, he's going to try and, and hit you really hard. But he's going to grab you and try and bite you. So here we go. What's your AC? 18. That's a miss. So he is not quite... His depth perception must be really bad because <laughs> he's not getting low enough. Magnolia. Hello. Hello. You're still surrounded by the little dudes. That's fine. A um, couple of them are in really bad shape. A couple of them are still kind of smoking from the flame. So mm-hmm. I'm going to... Use my staff again. Okay. You're going to hit the one that you hit the first time? I'm going to hit the one that tried to hit me and missed. Okay. I think that was the one you hit the first time. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to use two hands. On your uh, staff? 
That's why, I mean, the only reason you wouldn't do that is if you were going to use your flurry of blows. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't think I'm going to use that this time. Okay. So I'm going to use my two-hand quarterstaff and yep. do a 1d8 if I make it. So that is a 16 plus 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a 1d8. So dead. <laughs> oh, he's dead? Yeah, you have two hit oh, points. Oh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So then I get another attack. Mm-hmm. Take the attack So I'm going to just hit another one. As soon as he falls over, I'm just gonna just like without even thinking, it's like just a flowing attack, mm -hmm. and she's gonna hit another one with the two hand to strike again. So that's a seven plus eight. Okay, that's a hit. That's a hit, y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's a that's a one d eight plus five. Mm -hmm. That's a six plus five. Eleven. Not dead. Oh, I only did ten. Still not dead. I mean, it's, it looks like he's about to fall over dead. Um, I would also let you know that as a monk, you can use an unarmed strike as a bonus action. Bonus action when you use the attack action with an unarmed strike right. or a monk weapon. Right, the flurry of blows is the key that I have mm -hmm. to use, mm -hmm. but I can do unarmed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'll probably just punch him. Okay. Well, you, you've got you've got your hands tied up, possibly. You throw yeah. an elbow, throw a foot, I mean, whatever. I can kick. You're a ninja. I Go can kind of just jump up and kick. All right, let's okay. see if you can hit him. <laughs> boop, boop, beep. That's a 12 yeah, plus 8. That's a hit. Uh, dead. <laughs> he had one hit point left. So, I'm really liking a monk, man. <laughs> yeah, this doing is fun. Fun. damage over here. We're going to have to stop you. I've never played a monk. This okay. is cool. Don't worry. Both ghasts are coming after you next turn. Um, I'm excited. All right, let's go. Is that it? You're I done? think that's it. You're done. Get out. Okay, cool. There are two <laughs> ghouls left standing, and also both ghasts. And now we roll back around to Chargenzis. That's me. Two ghouls, two guests. How far am I from the... Like, where am I? You stay back, right? So, uh, kind of to your left, there are two ghouls engaged with Magnolia. To your right, there are two guests bearing down on Garu and Cassian. So, I look at the ghouls, then I look at the guests, mm -hmm. and then I say, hmm. And then... I waltz up behind a ghast, mm. whichever one is the least wounded. Okay. And I lightly touch it. That would be the one engaged with Garu. You're gonna you're gonna use an inflict wounds here. I want to inflict a wound upon this oh. thing. Okay. What level? First. Okay. Give me that roll. That's a twenty-two. That is a, a, that's a yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yay. That is a yep. Roll me that damage. 3d10, right? Yes. 15. Okay. Okay. So you kind of sneak up behind him and just touch him. One finger. Just poke. Uh, just wounds just appear all over his body. Yes. And his big, like, lagging tongue, like a huge, long tongue that's sort of hanging out or surrounded by sharp teeth. He, like, spins around his head looking at you and, like, slobber flies off and flecks onto your beard. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's really, really gross, and it smells terrible. Now, the two ghouls, they're going to go. Do I need to make a con? Uh, no, that's only if you begin your turn within five feet of them. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I just like get a good, good whiff of it. Like, ah, I can safely do this. Yeah, right now you're dealing, but within six seconds, you're going to have to, you're going to come to a crossroads, you know. Ghoul, number one, is going to try and slash you. I almost said misc. Magnolia. <laughs> misc. I almost oh, said misc earlier. that is a 21 to hit. Is it? Props, is props it? going to do it. it uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I was just making sure you knew. Nine damage. Mm, Nine fine. slashing damage. And I need a constitution saving throw. Ugh, I got a 12. Oh, well, that's good enough. Yeah, is it really? Keeps going, Ugh, like it's not going to do it, and then it just does it every time. Yeah, boy. So you're fine. So none. Except non-damage. Non-damage. Then the other one's oh, going. Oh, it did it. Then the other one's coming at you. 
Okay. Same thing. Okay. Slashies. Okay. <laughs> 14 to hit. <laughs> that don't hit. Shut up. <laughs> he misses. Cassian. That's a good one, though. Yes. You're engaged with a uh, wounded ghast. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm just going to punch it. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Does a 13 hit? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's going to be three damage. Okay. <laughs> Is it still standing? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to use my bonus action uh, spiritual weapon to attack it. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a nine. <laughs> that is a miss. Uh, and uh, that's going to be my turn. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You punched it right in its stupid face. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and then it, it looks mostly offended by that. More offended than even the big gash. And it's going to try and, and uh, bite you. It's going to lean down and try to bite you around in the neck. 19 does not hit, does it? It does not. That's absolute utter trash. <laughs> Cows. Uh, so you're, you're okay, I guess. Garu, the one that is engaged with you, just got a bunch of wounds popped up all over its body, and, and now Char Ew. is standing to its side. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh, I'm going to use my mace on that one. Okay. Let's see, we've got uh, <laughs> a total of 12. Oh, that's d- just misses. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so then I'm going to use my uh, spiritual weapon again okay. on uh, the same one. And uh, that one is a total of uh, seven to hit. <laughs> seven? Yeah. Is also a miss. That's this <laughs> not you guys are just mismatched. You're too short and he's too tall and you're just you're just swinging at each other. It's just hitting the air. Uh, but he's going to give it one more shot. Oh my gosh. He rolled an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. You, you two just keep just beating the air around one another. I need a different uh, dance partner. <laughs> <laughs> Magnolia, you have two ghasts. I have still two st- around me? Yeah, you still have two. The two that tried to attack you. One hit you and mm. one missed you. I said I said ghasts. I meant ghouls. So two I'm going to hit them. All right. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. That's just something that I do. All right. Ooh. Are you... Is that it? Yeah, that's a that's a natural it's one. It's hard to see because the cow, but yeah, it's a natural. That's a natural one. So with a natural one, that's actually gonna like poo poo and keep you from making your extra attacks. Mm, unless I use my lucky. Oh gosh, you all have created cheater characters. <laughs> Where's it at? You just remember. use it. You just say you want to use one of your luck points. I want to use one it. of my luck points. Okay, use a luck point, cheater dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She just rolled another net one. I just ro- so I'm going to oh. use another look. No. Can you do that? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm just. Do you want to? Are you about to burn too? No. You probably shouldn't. I'm just saying, Paul. That is hilarious. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, this is it. This is you. You go to take a step and slip on I some, got a little too, some like, gunk. Yeah. Some ghoul gunk. Ooh, dude. And when you do, you just like, you totally whiff and like trip and tumble right onto the ground. And you're not going to like be prone or anything, you're just not going to get to make any of your extra attacks this turn. That's fine. She really is surprised that she fell. Yeah. Her look <laughs> on her face, she's just like, wow. Char. Yes. It's your turn. Wow. Double that once. I know. So do I got a con? You do. I don't want to. Well, you got to. I got a five. Does that pass? Doesn't. No. It doesn't. You are poisoned until the start of your next turn. Okay. So that that's disadvantage right that is accurate on attacks and ability checks so not too bad but still that's that's too bad i like it and you've gotta you gotta keep doing it until you 
you succeed. Like next turn, you'll have to do it again if you're still up in his biz. You're poisoned. Okay, so charges vomits, and it's kind of like fiery, and it burns up on its own. (laughs) Is that normal? (laughs) No, no, it is not. And then he casts sacred flame on the ghast that's near him. Okay. All right. Disadvantage. It's a saving throw. Oh, it's a it's a saving throw. It's a it is. It's a saving throw. Wow. That's the power of Char. Cheater pants. Dex 15. Such a cheat. <laughs> That's stupid. It failed. He failed. <laughs> Yay. Uh, it's only 2d8. Oh, it's only 2d8. But I rolled a 6 and an 8, so that's 14. <sighs> Good <laughs> lord. He's still standing, but you would ignite him with uh, flame. I was going to say holy, but it's probably more unholy, for being honest. I mean, it's literally the flames of... The hells. <laughs> of the meltings. It's just a lava. Lava pours onto him. All right, ghouls. There are two left, and they are about to take advantage of their opportunity to slash and yeah. slice and dice. Slice and dice. Ooh, that is a 20, a mm. non-natural 20. That's a hit. All right, um, this is for a claw. Ooh, that is nine damage. Mm. And I need a constitution saving throw. You're a Oof. constitution saving throw. Go ahead and get that ready for me. Hey, what's your HP? Yo, what's up? 50. Okay. Okay. All right, you're doing well. Are you going to kill me? You're f- no, I'm just saying how you're doing. Okay. This isn't really meant to be that difficult. Come just a lot of them. It's a nine plus. <sighs> Please be a zero. It's a plus two. Hmm. You succeed. <laughs> oh, God. The second one hits you for a 13. Oh, that's a miss. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Good. I was Cassian, really scared. <laughs> the one you punched is still there. He's still there. How bad, how bad, da- badly damaged does he look? Uh, on a scale of one to thirty-six, he's at about a ten. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, uh, then I'm gonna swing at him with my spiritual weapon. Okay. And that's gonna be a twelve. That's a miss. Ah, oh, we got the. Uh, uh, so I, then I, I'll go ahead and swing at him with a sunblade. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-two. Oh, that's uh, also a miss. Just kidding. You hit him. For eight damage. Oh, my goodness. These guys are invincible. They're invincible. They can't be. They can be killed. Um, He's still standing. Then uh, how far away is uh, our monk friend? She's probably 10, 15 feet away from you. Uh, I'm going to provoke an attack of opportunity and run right over there. Okay. Ghastly. Going to try and... Uh, it's a 19. Wheezy. <laughs> it's like the second or third 19 he's rolled. Wow. Uh, so he misses. I, 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 I giggle as I run away. All right, you get over to her, <laughs> and uh, that'll that'll be it, right? Bonus yes. action, action, and move. Now he's going to take his turn, and he's going he's gonna, to... I was going to say he was going to chase you, but you know what? I think he's within five feet. He is going to chase you. Uh, he's within five feet of Garu. Um so, Garu, if you want to take an attack of opportunity on Mr. Gasly, number one, you can. Okay, let's uh, let's use the Guidance Bolt for that. Okay. We have, let's see, that's, uh, that's a dirty 20. Yeah. Oh. So, so the problem was, in fact, the pers- you guys are just, you just mismatched with this other guest. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll me the damage. Damage is 10. Uh, you kill. Yes. He did. You kill. Your bolt just strikes him right in the back, and he just eats dirt. And finally, that one is dead. And now it's your turn. 
Okay, is there any, any other big ones left? There's the one right in front of you between you and uh, and Char. The two of you are right here, and it's Bez. Yeah, let's use that uh, guided bolt once again. Okay. And that is, uh, oh my goodness, that's a 23. There it is. Okay, roll the mod. Let's see it. Booyah. 14. Dead. Wow. Two. Yeah, boy. All right, the guests eat the dirt. Do you move? Do anything like that? Are there still some of the smaller ghouls around? There are two of the ghouls over there engaged with Agnolia. That's where Cassian just ran to. Right. Yeah, let me move uh, over there. Okay, you want to get like within melee distance or just closer? Let me get into melee distance. Okay. All right, Magnolia. Cassian and Garu both are now up here with you. So let's see what you're going to do. You got two ghouls left. So I'm going to jump up like, mm-hmm. you know, a ninja would. Like a ninja. I'm going to two-hand strike the first with one. the... Yes. Okay. Roll it. It's a six plus eight. Don't worry, it's still enough. Okay. So you hit him. Yes. Then, uh, okay, go ahead and give me the 1d8. That's 1d8 plus five. Seven damage. Seven damage. Still standing. So then I'm going to hit him again. Okay. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so that's a 17 okay. plus eight. Yeah. yeah. That's a three plus five. Okay, so he's eight. dead. Boom. All right, you still have a bonus action, and there is one more ghoul, and he is right up in your biz. You want to use that bonus action to punch him or kick him or elbow him or headbutt him? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use that unarmed strike, and I'm going to yeah. headbutt him. All right, That'll roll be it. fun. Let's do it. Roll it. 19. That's a 19. Oh gosh. So you <laughs> human torpedo headbutt this guy. Uh, <laughs> roll the damage. I love that. Okay, so that's uh, eight, eight, damage. eight damage. You're done. Okay. Pack it up. Char. You're welcome. Yeah. Your turn. What's left? One ghoul standing by Magnolia. She just launched her body into it and headbutted <laughs> it right in the face. Okay. So I'm going to waddle up to the ghoul. He's hard-headed. And bonk him on the head with my mace. Do I get to save to not poison? He's The gas is dead. So. Oh, so that just goes away. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to say he can't, he can't hurt you anymore, Alan. He can't hurt me anymore. That's good. So I'm going to roll a melee attack. That comes out to 12. That'll do it. That meets. Yay. And because it's a melee attack, I get Mm. to add 1d8 of necrotic damage. Okay. So it's 1d6 plus 1. So I rolled a 6. That's 7. And then I roll a 1d8. And that's 3. So that's 10. So I just walk, waddle up and bonk him in the head. Okay, so um, your necrotic damage doesn't seem super duper effective. Actually, uh, as a death cleric, I have the Reaper, uh, not the Reaper ability, the, where is it? Inescapable destruction trait. Oh boy. Necrotic damage you deal with <laughs> your spells or channel divinity ignores resistance. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> I guess this isn't a spell though. Okay. You know what, though? I'm, I'm still just going to give it to you because I love you. And we're, oh, love we're you almost too. there. All right. Um, you bonk him. Anything else? After I bonk him, hmm? I uh, just kind of like heft my mace back on my shoulder and then like look at it and then look at him like, you want some more? When you do that, it's like he sort of comes to himself. He is very, very, very wounded and surrounded by all four of you, and he is going to try and turn and run. So, uh, you know, everybody just roll me at each 20. We'll see if you can chop him down as he runs. Does it 23? <laughs> 11. 
a six. <laughs> was that a modified? Yeah, I mean, it's a atta- melee attack roll. Oh, uh, then a ten. And I yell at him, hey, I didn't cast turn undead. Mine's 18. So Magnolia and uh, Cassian both hit him. He falls down dead. He had, he had four hit points. He is dead. Wow. 18 radiant. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just burned him away. And that is the end. Of that. Of the ghouls. And we the did it. Good. You are surrounded by stinky corpses. That's disgusting. Yeah. The within a moment the sunblade disappears and it's just the regular hilt again. And Cassian, his eyes glow slightly and he heals himself for eight healing points from one of his abilities. Okay. Hmm. How injured is everyone else? Hmm. Not bad. Those temporary hit points. Uh, yeah, I just burned eight of those. Yeah, they pretty much took it. Uh, I'm at forty-four. Not not terrible. <laughs> How long do those temp points last? Eight hours, and they're actually uh, per, uh permanent. They're maximum increase. Oh. Oh, sick. Oh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh. I'm down 26 points, so I'm just going to cast a Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. Heal myself for 11. All right. So you all sort of patch your wounds. You look around. There's only one path leading out of here. It's a path that leads. It seems like it's leading upward and ahead. In the same direction you were going before. I'll finish with uh, one more lay on hand, uh, five points for my lay on hands pool and heal myself a little bit more. And sh- I guess we should be heading off now. Okay. And uh, walking forward. Yeah, Magnolia puts her staff on her back. You all are very, very nice to have in battle with. I'm glad to be here with you. And she walks on. Okay. And no one responds. She just walks on smiling. She just keeps walking. It does not bother her. You have proved your might in battle. I, you have my respect. I've never traveled with very spiritual people before, but it's nice to be with three clerics and a monk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Any problems the DM will throw at us, we'll we'll face and completely derail. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. I'll bonk it. Any threat. <laughs> Any threat. So, you all are you all going to take the path? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. So you begin to walk forward. You can see clearly in the darkness. This is a filthy place. It's sort of littered with bones and uh, just various rotted meat and corpses. It seems to be, you know, obviously like a, a nest for these ghouls that you have now slain and hewn in pieces. But you all come through that and you continue forward and you sort of, there's they weren't very intelligent. It's not like some sort of special network of tunnels. It, there's really only one path and it leads around and out through a, a very tight opening in the side of the walls of the chasm. And you all finally make your way up there and back onto the main path and heading out Onto the, into the chasm once again, and you uh, you can easily see the descending path going forward, and you all continue on. Yes, let's forge ahead. Yeah, like uh, do we see how like far down it goes, uh, or does it go into the darkness because of the whole uh, thirty foot uh, like limit for uh, dark vision? Some of that you guys can see pretty far. Like you can see beyond thirty feet. You can see like you could if it was you know normal. Okay, like a shrouded day. But the path turns and curves and twists. It's not like a straight path where you can just see on and on and on. 
you can see where the path curves ahead. Gotcha. You'll get there and you'll continue and you'll see where it curves again. And it's sort of a winding path. It gets more narrow. It gets wider. From time to time, you guys see what look like the remains of some battle. You see charred stone. Uh, you see bones and pieces of rusted or uh, broken armor and weapons and things like that. It, it's it's you know it's like a battleground uh, that has been abandoned and sat here for eons. Um, but you keep your sort of uh, you keep your your eyes open, your ears open, and you guys are walking circumspectly. So why don't you all just go ahead and make me another group perception check as you're moving forward? Let's go with a seven. Net one. Net one. I rolled a six. I got an eight. Why wow, you guys are so perceptive um you're 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 standing for you're watching like i said but you can't see very far ahead your eyes are open your ears are open you continue for a time and you know you start to kind of feel more and more anxious and more and more nervous because it's getting cooler but also you haven't seen anything in a while you expected you know well based on what dervetter told you about how this is a dangerous place you've expected to have already seen a lot of terrible things yeah but you haven't seen anything for a while. You've come across, like I said, plenty of spots that look like the remains of a battle. And uh, like you've even seen like some some pieces of corpse, you know, here and there. What look like pieces of some sort of zombie corpse or something like that that is, that is just inanimate and unmoving. But you've yet to come against any more threats. You come to a point where the path sort of levels out for a bit. And you turn a corner. And you all immediately recognize, not far ahead, within 30 feet of you, as you turn the corner, there is a light shining. It is a large, burning, bright blue bonfire that was not intentionally alliterated in such a way. (laughs) But I'm happy with it. Blazing. So the moment that you turn the corner, you see this bright blue bonfire, and there are five figures seated around this bonfire and they all immediately turn their heads and see you and they are dressed in armor they look like soldiers uh immediately a couple of them stand and and quickly grab their weapon and shield that seem to be just lying on the ground or leaning against the wall Uh, because here the chasm has sort of narrowed in to you know i mean it's a pretty tight area only probably about 20 feet wide Mm. And uh, here in this sort of bottleneck, they've got this bonfire set up. These figures, they are, they're dressed in a, like I said, like a he- thick, heavy armor. Uh, it looks dark, like a dark armor. It looks very, very old. And the small fire, the, the bonfire that's, that's glowing is, is glowing blue. And these, these figures, around about five of them, they, they, they're startled by your presence, grabbing their weapons. I'd like to do an arcana check. Okay. Magnolia during all that. Mm -hmm. She's just going to walk up. She has her staff on her back. Mm -hmm. Hello, fellow travelers. Garu, what are you hoping to to ascertain from your arcana check? If I know anything about these people around the bonfire. Okay. And I would like to divine sense them as well. Okay. If there's an undead, fiend, or celestial in the area within 60 feet, I will be able to know about them. Okay. What was your check? That was a total of 12. Okay, so you don't know anything about them. You do sense a sort of power about them, but it doesn't feel arcane. It feels more, 
I don't know. It, it's not like anything you've ever felt necessarily. Cassian, you using your divine sense, you immediately recognize that they are in fact undead. Hmm. But before any of you have uh, the opportunity to react to what you've just ascertained, Magnolia, as you're sort of doing this, is stepping forward and speaking. So one who has stood, um, that was standing close to the fire, you can tell just a quick glance seems to have um, some marks on her armor that denote that she is some sort of leader, probably a captain. Cool. She uh, she has got her hand on the hilt of her sword, which is still on her waist, and she speaks. No travelers here. What? Who are you? What are you doing in this place? Uh, I'm trying to think what to do. I am a servant of the Vedder. Okay, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I am a proud servant of Prevalian. And I am a servant of Paylor. And I serve no one but myself. But I am on an errand from the house. Um, what brings such a diverse party to this place? Hmm, long story. But I mean, I could tell you. The other soldiers around her are still, like, holding their weapons, kind of nervously looking at you all. No need to be nervous. Cassian puts his hand on his, uh, hilt without a blade. Okay. No need to be nervous. We are just passing through. We have no quarrel with you people. She looks unconvinced. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a persuasion check? Oh, I was about to say. I want to roll something. 12 plus 4. Roll back. 16. If you mean us no harm, then why is your friend holding his weapon? She's going to look over at Cassian. <laughs> I know what you are, lost soul. Oh, no. <laughs> We're on our way to find Sinead and the Conqueror. Uh, when you say that, there is a, like an audible reaction. The gods seek his service. If you stand in our path, no, I will lay you to rest. Daggone. You seek to recruit the beast. The beast will be leashed. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps chain him up. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> or perhaps we'll just ask them nicely to join us in our quest. <laughs> <laughs> There are no niceties with the great blue dragon. He seeks only wrath and war, and it is our goal to destroy him. Hmm. We have very different goals, I see. She uh, she pulls her helm off, and you can all see she doesn't look like a like a zombie. She's very pale skinned. Um, she has long blonde hair that is pulled back. It, it kind of falls out, and she pulls her helm off. It's almost almost white this point and her eyes glow like a pale blue but she looks elven and um she sort of gives a slight bow to you specifically magnolia mm -hmm. and she says my name is Felreen. i'm the captain of these soldiers and this this is our penance well magnolia will bow like she does mm -hmm. we are sent on this mission and honestly i have no desire to fight you people so I think maybe Cassian does. He's, <laughs> he might, but I've just met him. 
But the gods seek his help, and I believe that if we find this blue dragon, we will be able to bring him on our side. We ask only you trust us that we can succeed in this mission. Well, I will order my soldiers to stand down and to put their weapons away if the four of you will agree to do as well. As you wish, Cassian. Cassian looks at the undead elf, and uh-huh. I would like to under- uh, like uh, uh, look at, through my knowledge of undead to see if like I understand like what kind of undead she is. Okay, so go ahead and give me a roll. Uh, I feel like it's going to be wisdom-based. Let's go with insight. Okay, 25? Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have a plus eight to insight. <laughs> That's killer. Yeah, so you recognize what's happening. These people have been cursed by the gods, most likely Dervetter. And when she says, this is our penance, you realize that this probably is, they are paying for something by being here. This is their punishment for something. They did something... At some point, you recognize sort of the being that she is. She has her intelligence. She obviously has her memories. She is... A revenant. In a way, yes, basically. A lot like that. Okay. So you are familiar with that. Cassian shows his symbol of Dervetta. Okay. Takes his hand off his sunblade. Mm-hmm. The warden of your sentence, Dervetta, entrusted us with this task. If you aid us, your penance may be lifted. Hmm. Uh, you see her eyes sort of um, widen at that? Come. Let us sit. Let us discuss this for a moment. Perhaps we can help you in some way. As soon as she says that, mm-hmm. Magnolia hops over like like she does mm-hmm. and kind of sits on one of the stools mm-hmm. or whatever. That's and... basically like rocks and some oh, okay. logs. She... Petrified logs. Okay, cool. She jumps on a rock and like crosses her legs okay. and just sits there. Okay. She's waiting to talk. Let's talk. <laughs> I don't know what Cassian's talking about. Uh, so. Felreen is still just kind of waiting, looking at the rest of you, waiting. She sees that Cassian is, she, she you know, recognizes Cassian now as sort of trucing. Mm-hmm. If you will, mm-hmm. what of Char and Garu? Garu puts his uh, his mace and his boomerang uh, on mm-hmm. his belt and uh, sits down near the fire. Cool. Char approaches the fire and is like, "It's a fire." Yes. Stands right in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just he starts so rolling in it. Okay. So you all come and you have a seat, and um, the the soldiers uh, of her band they all put their weapons away and uh, they sit as well. Felreen sort of leans toward the fire. She kind of stokes it a little bit. You guys notice that there's really no fuel in it fueling the fire. It it seems to just be burning continuously. Hmm. Or at the very least, it seems that anything that's inside doesn't seem to be consumed by the flame. (sighs) As I said, this is our penance. You speak of Dervetter, the god of death. Well... It is he who has sentenced us to this fate. See, we were, uh, we were a part of the, the great war against the, the wickedness of this world. Or, well, of, of our world, of Manumi. But, in a moment of regretful cowardice, facing certain death, I led my soldiers away. We abandoned our post, and... 
Having fled, we realized that there were those who would, um, who would want to bring retribution on us. And it did not take them long. The Kadrin Eron Durveter, the anvil of Durveter, if you will, found us. They were a group of elite dwarven soldiers in the earliest days of time. When they found us, they came with their judge, Kilmont the Unforgiving. <laughs> he declared us guilty, sentenced us to death, and taking his great white draconic form, blasted us with his icy breath. But death was not to be the end for us. We awoke here, in this place. And it is our belief that the only way we can prove ourselves worthy is by slaying the beast that waits at the end of the pass. And that beast is the Conqueror, as you call him. I speak for the Lord Devedder, God of the Dead. Your crime of cowardice was justly punished, but I offer you salvation. Should you aid us in this task of grabbing this conqueror and having him kneel before Dervetta to answer, this will absolve you of your crimes. I put my word as a paladin of Dervetta on the line. Okay, okay. Uh, let me have a persuasion check. Got it. And I'm going to give you advantage. Oh, even better. Does a 15 do it? 15. Let's see. Um, she, she sort of sits pondering, and uh, she says, Perhaps you are right. Perhaps this, we should try something different. We have yet to, to even approach the great beast every time we do. We just... And she seems a little bit, like, confused, honestly. She kind of starts to talk about it. It's we uh we there are so many undead beasts and aberrations between us and the conqueror we have had to forge our own secret path we can show you that path yes uh yes we we shall do this we shall we will help you magnolia will stand up mm-hmm. and walk over to her mm-hmm she actually walked this time. You should be proud. Mm-hmm. She puts her hand out and she says, It would be my honor to have you fight fellow elf next to my side. She shakes your hand with vigor and you see for the first time something akin to a grin on her face. Mm-hmm. All of her soldiers surround her sort of stand like at attention. And then something else happens. Suddenly, you all hear something that sounds like a um, like a gust of wind. You sort of all turn, and you see a figure has appeared atop the flame. They are cloaked. You can't see their face, but they are cloaked in a heavy, deep blue cloak. And it is sort of billowing in the wind. And before anyone can do anything... The figure swipes a hand forward, and a spear comes crashing into the head of Felreen. No! I mean, just immediately kills her. And all of her soldiers grab their weapons, and just in a moment, this figure goes to just twirling and spinning around. And you're all, I'm sure, grabbing your weapons like, holy cow, what's happening? But it is ignoring you all, and one by one, just perfectly executing 
death to all five of these soldiers. 